Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Graubacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, strong and powerful Tiffany Bisconner. Tiffany, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Excellent. Let's do this. Tiffany is a CPA, an MS, an MAFM. She's an R&D tax credit specialist and a director with Asina Consulting. Excited to have you on. Tiffany, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. Well, thanks for having me here, obviously, and i um, excited to talk to you. And heavy questions and a lot of areas to dive into. Yes. So, yes. So, um, <laughs> you know, myself personally, I'm a I'm an artist. I'm an athlete. I'm a all around uh, enjoy life and get the most out of life type of person. Um, I have a pretty eclectic background because of a main driving desire to really just figure out my own potential throughout this thing we call life. And trying to bring as much as I can to the table to help others in my life and also help myself be the best person that I can be. Um, so I've uh, started young. <laughs> I started early. I started running. And I haven't really stopped since. So uh, professionally, you know, I've, I've, I started working when I was 10, at least, my most uh, uh, structured job, even though I'm sure I was doing, doing something before that. And uh, I've always worked with both sides of my brain. So it was either something in the arts and something in an analytical space, whether it be finance or, or bookkeeping or something in business. And um, I've kind of worked my way and meandered my way through a path of trying to integrate all of me into a joint venture, which has been quite the battle. And I can definitely probably say I'm in a place now where I can do that. So working in the R&D space and specializing in an area that totally fires me up every day, getting to talk to people that do really cool things and then being able to get them money back from programs that exist that many people don't know about is really something I'm in- incredibly passionate about. So. Well, amen. I, 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 <laughs> I love it. And you're, you're, you're an artist and an accountant merging those two worlds. How how did you find the world of R&D tax credits? You know, it was a, uh, it really started with the personal desire to integrate myself. And a lot of that came from under, you know, when I was in pu- general public accounting, basically, and really feeling this divide between myself as a creative being and myself as an analytical being, and realizing that there was only so much time in a day. And if I was to really speak to what I felt was most important to me, I would need to find a way to find a path where I can integrate those things into a really a joint venture where I can spend most of my time focusing on that as opposed to trying to compensate for one or the other. You know, when you work in public accounting, that the hours are demanding and there's not a lot of time outside of that. So I felt that just within the corporate structure of, of how things are kind of set up in that model, 
it didn't fit for me and being able to create new pathways or really dive deep into anything because it was more of a, uh, you know, you're on a timer constantly and your life is literally on a timer. <laughs> so mm. if that's not a reminder of mortality and <laughs> and really kind of aligning, like, you know, who you are and what you want to do in the world, for me, that was really the initiator. So I, when I left general public accounting, it was my quest to try to find something where I could be all of me and create the best impact that I could have professionally and personally because I was showing up as a whole. Do you think that you're more thoughtful than a lot of the people in accounting? You know, it's hard to say. Um, I try not to compare myself to others, but Mm. I do notice that um, often I get into a situation where I feel like I'm not the one that fits. And a lot of times that does have to do with perception of of potential and I I think a lot of times you know I think what I battled with initially in trying to create that bridge of selves basically was you know when you're in the accounting profession or if you're in a really um, I don't want to say archaic but the model to me is mildly archaic the way that it's structured there's a very rigid thinking process that has to do with going from block to block to block And I think the way that I'm kind of formatted is I, you know, I'm fine with the blocks, the blocks exist, but I want to see what exists outside of that. And I want to figure out how to put all these blocks together in a web that, that actually creates something of meaning and that actually makes an impact. And I feel like when we get boxed in on, this is the way things are supposed to be. This is the way we've always done them. And this is the way that you have to be in order to fit into the system. I start, my skin starts itching, I start rebelling, and I notice, okay, so I'm, I'm definitely not thinking of things the same way people around here are. <laughs> yeah. And I feel that a lot in, in, in this industry, um, even though I can say that, you know, once you kind of take the leap, or at least for myself, once I took the leap to just do things differently, approach things differently, and kind of courageously leap into something where I didn't really see a model for, you start to then align with people that also see things differently. Uh, most of the time it is outside of my profession, but I still think there's very valuable ways to put those things together to make a better paradigm. Yeah. I love it. I think that's extremely well said right there. So in, it, it strikes me that, that you're in a wonderful area of, of the world of, of accounting and, and, and numbers and, and everything else. So tell us a little bit about what, this R&D tax credit world is? Yeah, so for me at a baseline, it is really the intersection between creativity and uh, technical ability, right? So anybody who's gonna innovate, you have to obviously, if you're innovating a new product and innovating a new process, innovating a new reality, (laughs) you have to be willing to ask questions outside of what you can already see. You have to be willing to take risks, to dive into something you're not sure if it's gonna work, and be able to allow yourself failures along the way to try to build something that hasn't been done before or that you haven't done before. And so for me at a base level, you know, R&D really is that space of complete perfection for me. The way my brain works, the way that I see the world is the, the access to potential. So what I noticed is in dealing with business owners and talking to people that are trying to basically, you know, build their dreams. They, they dive into a business, they have an idea of what they want to do. You know, obviously it's partially just doing the hard work to get you to the point where you got to be to set up that structure. But it's also allowing the, the bridge to understanding the tools that exist and the programs that exist around you that are actually designed to help you get through these spots of 
questioning and, and, and basically risk. So the R&D tax credit is when I started diving into that and realizing the impact, you know, both financially and then for me, obviously, personally, being in a very activated space where I could talk about something that I'm super passionate about on the innovation side, but then also on the technical side of, okay, you're doing really awesome work, but did you realize there's actually a program out there that can get you 20% back on your invested resources? And uh, when I can see that that is something that can help somebody continue to move forward, especially when they hit rough spots, that to me is something valuable that I want to spend my time doing. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. So, and I, I can see where it'd be fascinating to be able to be meeting with people doing exciting and new things and, and, and pushing boundaries and, and, and all that good stuff. From a super practical standpoint, you said 20% back on invested resources. What what does that mean? So, you know, in there, and I'm going to talk about Arizona because I'm here and it is actually one of the best states in the nation for the credit. So basically, uh, the, the credit itself has been around for 40 years on the federal side. And still a lot of people don't know about it or are not comfortable enough to dive in because it is kind of a specialty area of the tax law or tax code. Um, so basically what the program was designed to incentivize is, you know, in our country at least, is U.S.-based businesses employing U.S.-based employees to take financial risks to move their business forward in some kind of technical manner. And in doing that, they're basically moving our country forward, our economy forward, so that we can compete at a global level. So that's kind of like a macro view. And then when I dive into the, the business owners, it's it's basically looking at, you know, what employees are you paying to either do uh, direct R&D work, which basically just means spending time trying to figure out problems in a technical way. And that can be building a new process, a new product, a new technique, formula, invention, software, anything that they're putting kind of energy into utilizing the hard sciences to make something happen. And then that also involves anybody supervising that process or the concept development of that process and anybody supporting that process. So you start going through an organization and you kind of, I think what I enjoy the most is usually in the initial parts of these studies, you're kind of reframing what you're doing as an organization. And so many businesses are actually doing R&D, they just don't call it that. Because in our head, we have this bias that R&D is either reserved for the pharmaceutical industry, it has to do with you know scientists and labs, it has to do maybe with manufacturing, if we've kind of heard the buzzword, because manufacturing is one of the bigger uh, industries that claims the credit in the country still. Um, so you start diving in and I start realizing, you know, not only am I helping to quantify this value by basically accumulating expenses that are considered qualified expenses, and then allowing a business to take a percentage of those expenses back in the form of a tax credit, but then also changing the paradigm of how you see business. Uh, so if you understand, so this is what qualifies for R&D, uh, you know, based on the tax code, <laughs> we go through the process of kind of uncovering these ideas, brainstorming through these ideas, and then I see light bulbs. Oh, well, well would this count? You know, so I'm a supplement company, but I also instituted, uh, you know, a whole new line to manufacture these products in a different way, utilizing new technology. Well, that would count also. So it's not just the product, it's also these processes that you're instituting in your business that could potentially count as well. Uh, so it's just this, uh, it's just this beautiful space of becoming aware of a new way to define what you're already doing in business. And then the, the upside, obviously, is being able to then recoup some of those funds to keep doing it. 
Got it. So is it ever too soon or too late to go through this process? You know, my my understanding and really what fired me up about getting into the space in general is big businesses usually have huge teams that keep them educated on what's what exists to have benefit. Small businesses usually have a lot less access and a lot less knowledge. Uh, my general belief is ignorance is something that is costly. So the sooner you can have nuggets of information, even if you can't utilize them, the better you'll be because you can make decisions that that include that in your toolbox. Um, so a lot of what I, I mean, I'll talk to businesses and I mean, even conceptually starting a business, you know, what is this and what does it mean and what would it mean to me? Because I feel like planting those seeds is going to pay dividends for that person moving through their business trajectory. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. So is it okay? Um, can, can, can you go back several years and, and, and reclaim the, or, 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 or claim the credit? Yeah, beautiful. Um, basically, what will end up happening is on the federal level, you can go back open tax years, which is usually three years. And on the state side, you know, as in Arizona, you can go back four years. And most states that have a credit, you can go back four years as well. Um, so the first year of the study, if you've been in business for that long, uh, you usually get a pretty, like a pretty decent benefit. If you were doing R&D, you had the expenses to support it, and you can go back and grab it. Um, so it is just kind of a, a organization organization analysis, but yeah, three years federal, four years state, and then obviously current year and moving forward. It's not a credit that is a one and done. It's something usually that if a business is doing something that would be considered R&D, they continue to do it. Every year we have to figure out a way to keep our, our, our businesses not from becoming obsolete by innovating new ways to do things. Got it. So this could be a huge deal. Yeah, I've seen it. it is a very big deal. I mean, it's it really is one of the most lucrative business incentives that we have. And I think that the more the more information that's out there about what what it can actually relate to in your business in a tangible way really helps to not only obviously claim the benefit that already exists, but optimize the benefit moving forward just by being able to make decisions, strategic decisions within your business that will incorporate, you know, more R&D. You know, if you know that you're gonna get a return on investing and taking a risky, kind of like a risky turn of trying to make something happen, and even if you don't succeed, you still can get a credit. So if you know that in your head, okay, I'm gonna go this way, I'm, gonna, I'm still gonna be able to get this back based on these expenses, then it will ease the blow a little bit of, of those risks that you take. Got it. So I, I, I was just sort of, going through in, in my head different businesses that, that could be great for and what popped in was what what about a a, a brewery could this ah, be something i love that because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i love it, beer it, tiffany i know exactly that that will be what we have to organize next <laughs> um yeah you know what and it's interesting because even with myself like i consider myself a very open-minded thinker and i'm always thinking i'm always thinking or feeling or diving or trying to figure something out um and as I started this process of really specializing and zoning in in R&D, I've surprised, I've been surprised, you know, I'll, I'll go into like a brewery, for example, and thinking I have a, you know, a basic understanding of the process that goes into making beer. And then I sit down with a business owner, I sit down with one of the formulators, and I, I start going through this process, and I'm, I'm blown away. It's, it's straight up chemistry, <laughs> straight up. There's a whole process of R&D that you have to go through just to get something out, a product out that works. Um, one of the 
you know, one of the interesting takeaways I've had is is also understanding that a lot of the special the special edition or special brews or limited edition was a mistake uh, that may not be able to be duplicated. Hmm. So uh, it kind of helped me because now I know if there's a limited edition out there, I'm going to, you know, that I like to stock up a little bit. Right. Um, but, <laughs> but beyond that, yeah, I mean, basically what you're thinking of is every step of the process that you go through from concept development, like a brainstorm, you know, thinking of, if you're talking about beer, thinking of a new way to put ingredients together and wondering, you know, would that work? Uh, figuring out the right balance, pH balance, figuring out the, you know, the, how you're going to store it, you know, same with distilleries, same with anything that you're, you're doing where you're trying to create an end product where you have usually the technical skill to do it. You're just not exactly sure the correct method to get there. So you have to go through this process of trial and error experimentation to get to the point where you have something that's viable or you don't, it it just didn't work out, but you tried and even trying and failing again is something that is, is rewarded through the R&D credit. I love it. Well, Tiffany, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for that? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I have so much. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting because every, you know, when you live your life in a way where you're always trying to figure out the best way to be yourself, I think what I always come back to is, making sure that we're not fooled into thinking that it's the answers that matter and instead putting you know my energy and our energy into the questions because I really think it's the questions that we live and it's it's kind of how we arrive at the point of action is what matters not necessarily getting to that point of action as soon as possible and making things happen because I think there's a difference between forcing something and allowing things to uncover themselves as we go through this process of life, as we go through this process of building business, I think truth really lays in the inquiry and our power lays in our ability to suspend judgment for as long as possible so that we can stretch our capacity for perceiving ourselves, the world around us, the people around us with new eyes constantly. And um, I, I think I believe that this practice of negative capacity or just intentional suspension of judgment that's married to an inquisitive mind is what allows us to innovate. And I think that process of innovation is what allows us to move things forward in a way where we go beyond perceived limitations, where we go beyond what we think the borders are of what is possible, you know, individually and collectively. And I really just implore the questioning mindset, the curious mindset, and the seeking of truth. Wank, that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. It is all about the question. <laughs> I like that. Well, I, I think I think that that is beautifully said, Tiffany. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Work in Savage Nation. Learn more about you. And if you are an organization that's listening, how, how, how would you counsel them to to, to move forward and, and to, to learn more about this. Yeah. I mean, if anything, if there, you have any question in your mind that you think that you might be doing something that would qualify, I, uh, I leave myself very open for having initial discovery discussions. Um, obviously very passionate about what I'm doing. And I think that it's always worth exploring what could potentially benefit your business and doing that as soon as possible so that you have those tools and that knowledge. Uh, So please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, One of the easiest ways would probably be to connect on LinkedIn. 
and it would just I haven't met another Tiffany Bisconner yet so I, I, I'm pretty easily searchable but it's um, uh, my full name and uh, I also uh, I guess if somebody wants to call me that's 623-208-7418 and uh, other than that I look forward to hearing from anybody who has questions or wants to dive deeper awesome well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Tiffany your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can find her on LinkedIn, and do not be afraid to reach out and um, and find out if this is a good fit for you and your organization. Thank you again, Tiffany. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.